Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 137, episode one of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck fuck Fox News, fuck fuck Rush Limbaugh, and fuck Buck Sexton. It's Monday, June 8th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Love, love my poo. You <laughs> ate and liked my poo. Now racism's through. Because you ate my shit. Uh, that is courtesy of The Help, the movie that I watched on Netflix. Uh, woo! And now you see The Matrix, a- huh? Now I see the major. <laughs> uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Miles Gray, a.k.a. Where are these other ice cream companies at? Because I see Ben and Jerry's saying yeah. it with their chest. We must dismantle white supremacy. Shout out to shout out to Ben and Jerry, you know, even though ben you're in a kind of a weird state in Vermont. But you're doing, yeah. looks like you're doing the Lord's work by saying the hard bit, by saying white supremacy, not just mm. we stand with black communities. You say, you know, we're actively taking a role in dismantling white supremacy. Thank you for saying that, because that's the kind of talk that needs to be more common right now. And we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore. He is the hilarious, the talented, the it's been too long, iffy waddy way. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. Motherfuckers act like they forgot about if they. How y'all doing? We back. <laughs> like they forgot See about what away. Reddit. Making the Mount Rushmore memes. If you don't put my face on it, you ain't a real fan. You ain't a real fan. Yeah, that's true. Shout out to the Zeit Gang that stops by the Twitch. Shout out to Timeless Coffee from the Zeit Gang who dropped some coffee uh, for your boy. It's time. Wow. So yeah, yeah. They 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 hooked it up with the coffee Zeit Gang, and they always say something uh, cool. Like they leave a cool note. Uh, usually something. What's Timeless uh, Coffee? It's in Oakland. Is that local? Yeah, oh, they, they first hit me up when we last had our conversation about coffee, and I said I was uh, I was going to get the 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 grinder and all that stuff. And I've, since then, oh, right, since right. then, I've fully uh, upgraded. Uh, Miles and Jack know because I straight up tried to do a <laughs> pour over literally as soon as we started recording. I was like, oh yeah, this is a five minute process. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a flex. It was a flex. He was like, okay, now that I have you both here, uh, yeah. I'm going to go do a very slow, <laughs> the slowest way over. to make coffee. Hey, do you have that, that, uh, kettle? Oh yeah. I got the gooseneck the, for the I hot the water. Gooseneck. What, what's that called? A gooseneck kettle. A gooseneck kettle. Yeah. I, cause I just have like a big awkward one. And I, whenever I watch like precision yeah. barista videos, I'm like, yeah, oh, the, the gooseneck, you need it for them that. swirls. Cause you want to work your way inward, outward. And also I got the scale too. So it's like, I'm cooking. Yay. You know? Oh. Yeah. I put the scale, put the wow. Chemex. I got the Chemex, <laughs> put the Chemex on the scale. I got yeah, the yeah, and then yep. you know, going that, going that, uh, that order. Wow. You don't even need to tear because you know how much oh, the yeah. Chemex weigh. Oh, you just quick just straight, math. Bro. Well, like I got this really dope one that if you have it already, whatever you have on the um, scale when you turn it on, it automatically tears it. So like, I just pop got that the, the Chemex on, start it, and it's at zero. And then I use the Intelligentsia app where it does the ratio for me because I don't want to do all that, and it has the timer within the app. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and. Re- See, I need something like this could take fully get my mind off. Oh of yeah, current oh events. yeah. Like, I feel like I could go into a, 
I already have I have so many scales uh, for other yeah, yeah. things I was interested in. Uh, but I just need that gooseneck. I got the Chemex. Yeah. I, and I think I guess I'm, maybe I'll go to hand grinding. Ooh, I want yeah, yeah. from all Zeitgang. There was a huge debate about it, and for a lot of people, like it's really the process aspect that makes it more satisfying. Yeah. Not that like objectively or nah, whatever. Coffee Zeitgang come from? No, me, yeah. Well, they because they got yeah, the other that net, gooseneck. The other theory is that it actually is better because uh, the like electronic grinders like burn the things they, because right. they're moving so fast mm. so they like it's like they cauterize the cut in the coffee whereas the hand ground like you get the oils without mm. having the cauterization yeah so, yeah i i uh, this this type of combo is what made me leave the blade grinder behind and now i have a burr grinder uh so so now i'm got i got it's cut ooh. right and it, and it has okay. an adjuster for the type of grind that i want so, so sometimes i'll mix it up do a french press sometimes i'll mix it up pour over and now uh, i have some espresso beans and so i'm gonna do the uh super espresso and i have the uh the percolator, the French joint, the little metal one is called something else, but you know which one I'm talking about. The Italian one, I mean, not mm-hmm. the French one. Uh, so you got that, you got that burr yeah. grinder. So, okay. so I'm going to see Gucci yeah, Mane. Unstoppable. What is a burr? Is a burr grinder like does it, it uses flat blades so it you get a more even grind got across it. because the blades it's random and so you won't get it. and you, you you can really do you really can tell the difference almost immediately because when I use the blade grinder, you'll see some like bean chunks. But with the burr grinder, they're all just ground. Like I, there, there's no leftover. You know, it's definitely the difference oh, wow. between using a grinder and your friend picking out nugs. And every time I'm like, I got a grinder, man. I'm trying to get the most of this. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Try, Trust me, bro. You're, you're wasting money. Yeah, you got all those crystals yeah. on your fingertips too. Now that is not in the point. <laughs> oh, can you just rub those into your gums? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I try. Yeah, yeah, after uh, <laughs> after I'm done, Do just whatever you want, man. Gums. Boof it and try anything, man. Yeah. Boof. It's a new, it's a new day. <laughs> uh, all right. If you were going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment, uh, first we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about the Antifa panic that is sweeping the nation. Just the overall white supremacy of the way this is all being covered, the, the way that violence, when it's done by the right and white supremacists, just isn't seen as, as big a story as it is when it's done by anybody else. We're going to talk about The Help, uh, which I watched, because I was confused as fuck about why that was... It was number six when I looked on the Netflix top ten. Apparently, it was number one for a bunch of the week. It was the number one piece of content on Netflix. And I was like, I remember that movie sucking terribly, like being a terrible movie. How, How did that happen? So... Uh, I have some theories on that. Miles, you watched Space Force or started Got watching Space Force? First two episodes in the middle of episode three now. Yep. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, just some proactive things that people can do. Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, if he, uh, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history uh, that is revealing about who you are? This is going to be the wildest search history history answer that I've ever had on the show. Just draw for rip. I'm going to let Uh-oh. you know. I'm glad everyone's sitting down because this is the wildest shit that I've saw in my life. And I had to search and see what, what this was all about. Until this day, it's an open case. If anyone has any more information, let me know. But there is oh. a, uh, a woman on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram who goes by I am dung six. 
Uh, and then I w- had to look up her website, imdung.com. And uh, she, uh, just to put it frankly, rubs shit all over her face and body oh. and says that it's it's a gives her a closer connection to God because it like uh, removes her ego. And I was so sure mm-hmm. this had to be a bit. And then I wasn't actually looking at a human covered in shit. Uh, and it turns out uh, there's no evidence, no, no, no wink, no links to any other site. So I think I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if my this is yeah. Wild. Miles is this, looking, at looking at it. <laughs> I am dung oh, no. dot com. I oh, cannot no. believe yo. No, I have to. <laughs> it's I. She's got the. She's got the face mask yeah, on. I I don't know what it's about. <laughs> uh, you know, if anyone is listening, sees this and recognizes that person, please check in with them. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, this uh, her read me. It says like I am dutifully sworn pessimistic when I consume dung. It serves as a reminder how I love to demonstrate my affection, respect, and faithfulness to God, and not what is expected from my audiences. What you do is your business and your freedom. I shall take into consideration. I will not be held liable or accountable for your actions. I don't know yeah, what it's is. so. I think in, this is just the, okay. the whole way I found her is my friend posted like a one an excerpt of her TikTok where she was like, "I'm so excited! I just got from Buffalo Wild Wings and I got the mango habanero, and I'm so mm-hmm. excited to is see if you good? can taste the spiciness in." feces and i was like oh this has to be a bit and but then she had the website watermarked and, that, and then i went and i was like no i was like the maxwell dude right wow not too long ago i received a concerned welfare notice phone call courtesy by my college counselor oh my god the first sentence on her blog oh, uh nah. she's yo. see this is this is where like you're starting to see somebody struggling and we have such easy access to like put content that's what yeah. i was thinking because like it's really it starts getting really disconcerting. Like she has a thing about the laws of the 12 commandments and it's like all on mm-hmm. some like deed. Like I know more than God. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's when yeah. I was like, Oh, where's where this? So yeah, if I, I, and this is blowing up on TikTok and stuff. I, it, it must be because, uh, I did see an article about people doing it for blackout Tuesday. And I'm, I didn't even bother seeing what the blackout Tuesday post was that the, the headline was enough right. for me. I was like, goodness gracious. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that's 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 um, my search history. This raised a question uh, in my mind. You're, two Girls, One Cup was a phenomenon oh, yeah. uh, years <laughs> and years ago. What, but that I just was, love that sentence. Two Girls, One Cup was a phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> was, people were... Uh, I love that a, read of it, <laughs> for uh, sure. What, what? That was fake, right? No, that was real. It was just like, scat punk. And that's why that's what made it uh, what made it hit so hard is because you it starts off where you think it's going to be regular porn. So, you know, you getting ready, you start leaning back in your chair and they like psych. Right. They're eating poop. It was real. Yeah. But th- were they re- that was real poop? I, I believe that's what they said. I mean, because the it was like from Actually, a. Yes, because you see scat company. You see, and you see it you, unless yeah. they have new technology, because look, uh, look, if. I could I could use words, but I I remember seeing the video. I'm like, ain't no way. You can yeah, yeah, that exactly. Shit, literally, you, you see right. the production. You see the production. Yeah, <laughs> the, so the production a, of the props. This is a thing. I mean, this is this makes sense to me. I've been talking about all these different ways that uh, our culture is lining up with uh, 
Germany right before the rise of of Hitler, and you know, scat is a huge thing in Germany. Oh yeah. So, and Hitler was obsessed with scat. So he was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Real into it, and his biggest like the thing that he was most concerned about was his flatulence. Um, that he was very very strange uh, things <laughs> that you find out when you hey do scratch you. the surface there. Rather not hear uh, about Hitler's, you know. Uh, habits of entertainment that he likes to get to. Yeah. Uh, if you would, is something you think is underrated? Oh, man. I, you know, underrated, there's, a, you know, I, I got to come through uh, and, and, and give, give, give life to the, the underrated. I've been fine. I think, uh, oh, gosh, I, there's so many. The reason I say this is because I've been buying so many appliances uh, during this quarantine. Mm. And I got to say, you know, it, it's been hyped up. So some people were going to be like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, it, I, people, I don't think people know it goes as hard as it does. Air fryers. I just uh, got the air fryer attachment for yeah. my Instant Pot. And that thing goes, I wish someone really, really drove home how much of a staple that would become in my in my home. You know, my, you know, I got a little four-year-old. She likes to snack up on stuff. I made air right. fried some, some, some crinkle cut fries. <sighs> we're in the game. We're, we're in the game. Uh, so who was on recently? Another person was preaching the air fryer gospel, mm-hmm. but they had just gotten it, so they weren't like able to fully sell me on it. Oh, oh they just got was it, it but they you? weren't chefing like me. Maybe huh? I said they just got it, was but it they weren't Zig? chefing on, like me. Oh, maybe was it Zig? It if that been, sounds like oh, a I know I've heard him Zig. talk talk <laughs> air fryers before. Wait, so what um, is the when what was the thing you made the first time and you said, Oh, okay, this I made uh, okay, okay. Korean fried chicken. And so, uh, and I was like, I was so, uh, so confused if it will work. Because if you don't know what Korean fried chicken, instead of using like uh, a a batter, you use uh, cornstarch on it. That's how you get that crispiness. And I was like, without oil, I don't see how this is really going to pop off. But not only did it crisp up, not only when I made that sauce, that is, by the way, one of the hardest difficult sauces because there's so much sugar and corn syrup in it it's ready for 30 <laughs> seconds and then after that it's burnt so you got to have you got to have the chicken ready to go right, and window, i thought right. i was going to be smart and like while it was frying have it ready to go that thing was oh, <laughs> yeah. okay now you gotta you, you, you make the you make the the fried portion and then you then you make the sauce toss it in there and toss and when i say that thing was hidden i was like oh kyochan who <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's me. Uh, yeah. So I made that. I made the crinkle cut fries in that joint. I definitely uh, fried up some some more chicken. It. I'm 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 running it through all of it, and it's just it's so solid. It, it just gives you that perfect crisp with you know to to go off the box without the oil. But you get that nice crispiness <laughs> that you're looking for, and you don't have to use any oil. You just throw it in there, mix it up, season right. it. Well, I don't understand, like physically, like the physics oh, of how. Me either. I, 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 as I use it, I'm still trying because you just Let hear go, air. Cares, All you, you know? hear is air. It sounds like a vacuum is on, but you open that shit up and the shit is crispy. So you know, science. Okay, so wow. we're, if we're gonna get into it. Air fryers use a circulation of hot air to cook food that would otherwise be submerged in oil. The air fryer's cooking chamber radiates heat from a heating element near the food. Thus, cooking it more efficiently, a fan is generally used to circulate hot air. So it's just a hot air tornado. Oh, okay. Huh. 
Um, huh. What is something you think is overrated? If <laughs> oh you- man, I think uh, I think what's 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 overrated right now is uh, is 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 brands coming out in in support. <laughs> you know, I feel like sure. I feel like uh, run that check. You you a whole ass business. I don't need a tweet. I need a I need a, a donation receipt. Give me receipts. Show not your tweets. work. Uh, Show your work. As we yeah, say. yeah. You know, because we're getting a lot of stuff. I, I think uh, Grant, we were talking about this. Grand Theft Auto is going offline for two hours. And that stuff I like because it's like it's a disruption of someone's day and forcing yeah. them. So that one you can you can get away with. But also Rockstar, run that money. You're getting mi- a, almost a million dollars a day from these kids running their parents' Especially, cars. Uh, to think about how much of the culture is infused in those yeah. games. I know. Especially Grand Theft oh, yeah. Auto. Like my God. Oh yeah. Come on now. So it's it's so that that that's what it is. It's like I, it is nice. I'm I'm not gonna lie, it is nice seeing I think especially me who does so much stuff in the game community, it is nice kind of seeing, you know, um people come to come together and and be like, This is wrong, but really there are people who need monetary support right now and i've been donating like crazy i've been seeing a lot of people donating like crazy twitch is doing what twitch does best so many people are doing uh charity streams and making good money uh for for these causes which is dope uh dr disrespect is you know gonna be donating all his um earnings this month to charities uh and it's and it's been cool like like with me it's like if you have a platform and you are a quote unquote influencer. Yeah, you can do the lip service I think goes further, but when you're a target, a major cor- corporation that accepts money, money's going to do more for me than seeing you do a blank blackout tweet or a a black on black text about how you stand right. with black people, especially when lots of these companies are now getting dragged by employees retweeting be like, "Oh, word. <laughs> oh, word. <laughs> Here, is- Here are all my complaints yeah. that yeah. uh somehow made into that special file yeah but like Mm. yeah i I think it's also because we're all i think because as people we're all trying to do what we can right like you have a platform you're trying to do what you can on your platform we have this show we're trying to do what we can on this show rather than like completely burying our heads in the sand because i think well either way i think our our morals as people wouldn't allow that to happen yeah um especially being black too like this is that was never gonna happen yeah but i think we what we want is to see everybody do uh, like as much as they can from what their position is. So if you're oh, yeah. a company, guess what? Like you siphon money out of the consumer's pockets and a lot of black dollars are spent at your business. Yeah. You can, but let's see something that seems requisite because if I'm taking the time to make every day trying to be honest about the news and uh, have opinions that people can like, that will resonate with people, then Target needs to do their version, which I would be like, what's how, what's to say you can't give up a thirty percent of your profits yeah. right. will do nothing. Also, because yeah. like, it's been proven, uh, see Nike, that when you do things like that, the community re- supports you even more because they want that money that they're spending to go towards that. So, really, it, right. that's why it's so weird to me. Where it's like, look, even if you wanted to be this like sociopathic weirdo, you can do it just for the money that you're going to make. You know, that that's why right. I think people don't realize how easy it is. It's a good press. You get people going in your stores. So at least do it for that, you know? Well, yeah. Well, cause I think companies and entities are so used to cynically operating like that of just being like, all right, box checked, did the black tile. But yeah, like it can, it can go a lot further and like you can communicate what those things are through like the action. And I think that's seen by saying like, 
where people aren't asking for you to stand with them in a post. Yeah. We're asking you to actually demonstrate that you understand what we're what all of this is is that we're calling out systemic racism. And so now everybody, if this if this campaign is working, take the moment to understand how that's operating in your world and then actively show us steps that you're saying like, oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Okay, I know how yeah. to do this. I can confront a coworker. I can lovingly speak to a parent and say, just so you know, I don't, a lot of the things you told me as a kid, I, I had, it took a long time for me to actually realize a lot of those things are wrong. And I, it took right. me a while to even come past this. Those are the kinds of things that I think we want to see. And so for a company that has billions of dollars, it's at least millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like, their reasoning, they probably wouldn't say this out loud, but their reasoning is, you know, the the shareholders, like that that money is like tied up to, uh, you hear a lot of the corporate people blame Wall Street um, and right. like the expectations of Wall Street, but that is like that, there's a reckoning coming there too, yeah. because yeah. The, the way that Wall Street just kept flying uh, during the pandemic when everybody was losing their jobs. Uh, Jim Cramer, the uh, mad money guy, uh, who's that's as financially sophisticated as I get. Yeah. Uh, but he, he made the point, he said uh, at the end of last week that the pandemic was one of the greatest wealth transfers in the history of our country. Yeah, and it's still the rich getting richer, and the corporations and Wall Street insulating themselves so that they can't lose because they they're writing their own rule books, and that that shit is it, there's something coming. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's white supremacy and capitalism because yep. the white supremacy. Quite, we can. There's ways to figure that out, and then when you think about like, well, whenever people are like, well, we don't have the money to do that. We don't yeah. have the money to do that. That's because then that's why we have to continue to say, well, why not? Yeah. Oh, right. well, because we're we're beholden to shareholders who expect that. And look, the way these companies are traded, like we have to show a certain amount of financial health for people to want to buy our stock. What the fuck does that yeah. mean? You have wait, but you I, I'm pretty sure I'm looking at your ledgers and you have uh, like mil, hundreds of millions of dollars just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But that's the, then we have to keep going. Well, then, then we have then to fix lay that. people off, you know, then, then you yeah. take less. But I think that's right. the next step is like we're learning people are learning how to articulate how to stand up against police brutality and seeing like, oh, right. Now that like white people see like people that look like their aunts, uncles, grandparents, fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, cousins get brutalized by police. That piece is starting to come together, too, and be like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? But then that financial question is the next part, too, because a lot of the reasons why people don't have money is because other people do. And then we have to address the inequities in that system too. Like it's a big, we got a fucking mountain to climb, baby. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Get your fucking stretch up, get your hands chalked and get those carabiners ready. Cause fucking we got to keep <laughs> like, we have to go to the fucking top of yeah. this thing to bring it down. Yeah. Yep. One step at a time, one day at a time. If he, what is a myth? What's something people think is true, you know, to be false. I think, uh, I think uh, miles is kind of hidden on that. I mean, there's this, you know, there's this, kind of everyone's like you know police brutality is bad this that and that but when we hear defund the police everyone starts to slow up where it's like well we need the police mm. and really we don't i think there's a really good infographic going around showing the history of the police showing this and i was just talking about this with someone earlier today when we just like when you think about car chases like 
like with all the technology and all the tracking that we have, the systems we have in place, you know, do we really need five, 10 police cars going at dangerous speeds through civilian roads to chase down one car when we have a helicopter that already costs so much to fly anyway, that's mm-hmm. up with them that can just follow and then have this person because cars need gas. The cars don't run forever. So if you, if you, it would just take you to actually sit down and, and I think a lot of the problems is it's, it's almost this brute force tactic when it comes to, policing and that's the problem in its in it, at its core for mm-hmm. me there's never any planning there's like it's never like okay what's the best most efficient way to go about this the safest way it's always like okay let's grab now guns gang. armor up and let's run in there and just do whatever we want and then you the shit out like uh it's it's so interesting because a lot of people uh have been asking like oh you know it, it well it, the funny thing is like all these white families that are like, this is so hard to talk about with my kids and people asking me about uh, what I'm telling Naomi about this. And I was like, well, to be honest, Naomi, I'm not, I'm letting her uh, be uh, just in her world of Sesame street and ABC mouse. The reason being is because my kid's black. This is a wall she's going to walk into eventually. So if I can let her just Mm -hmm. have this like free few years of not knowing and experience what racism is and then have that conversation when she inevitably comes to school and be like, hey, uh, some kid called me nigger or some someone's being weird Mm -hmm. to me. I'll be like, oh, okay, well, it's it's time to have this conversation because it, it really is like it's something we deal with. Uh, and, and it's, and we're seeing live how cops operate something that I'm sure me and miles have known for a long time. One of my first lessons in this was when I was in Compton, this, uh, this cop was chasing these dudes in my apartment complex and he runs by and they run after him and he ends up running down this cold, this nearby it it's, it's like a, you know how some houses uh, have property and then they're all the way they're They're deeper into the space, but there's no through line. Like he ran down it and it was kind of closed off and we just, we just hear like a bunch of gunshots They in so many shots. They shot their own canine. They, they shot the canine and they, plant they 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 uh it was wild to see what happened with our own eyes and then see what was reported and what happened was they caught him down there and just started firing on him killed him and then they said that he shot the police dog and that's why they shot him he had no gun on him we 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 saw and they and what made it worse was the family that lived in that inlet area they were gone but they like let us come in their house and they shot so much they that there was bullets riddled all over their living room and they said luckily they were at church because if they were at home if they were watching tv they would have just been shot up and that's the same story man you know what i mean like it's it happens so much and the and the police are able to like you know obfuscate and try and just describe them murdering someone as like man then he shot the dog and like we had no choice and that's because the people that they're that hold them to account are their own. Yeah. We're like, all right, so what happened here? So like what are we gonna what are we gonna say here? So well, he probably shot the dog. All right, here. here yeah, it, it, okay. It really is slip and fall. There, there's and no- then that's why we have no and that's why like these reforms are so important. So like when people are like, well, let's ban chokeholds. I'm like, hold yeah. the fuck up, man. Yeah. That's again, that should have happened decades yeah. ago. We're past that. And again, 
the police have completely ceded their right to say that they're an entity worth funding yeah. uh, in any meaningful way. Like, again, we have to, like you're saying, if he, the police, especially for black men, you'll never have, a, I've never seen a cop say, sir, can I help yeah, you? Not at all. <laughs> and if, and if it was, it was just a, a sneaky way to just see where I'm going, where I'm coming right, from. Right, where you're going, yeah. Oh, you lost? Yeah. I'm like, okay, don't fucking yeah. concern troll me, yeah. dick. I know what the fuck, I know where you're, I know where this is going. Yeah. But like, it, this is, I think it's all about being able to shift our, how we look at things, right? There's like, even there's a, like, for example, the police, right? Siobhan Thomas, who is a writer, tweeted out, she writes on Rick and Morty, she said, for my friends and followers arguing for reforms of the police instead of major defunding, ask yourself this, have the police ever actually helped you or anyone you know, or is your idea of the police predominantly been formed by movies and television? Yeah. Because yes, there are people who've committed crimes. Unfortunately, I've had issues with in past relationships where like uh someone i was dating needed actual like law enforcement help and it just never came yeah just didn't and happen. let's just talk about the fact that you know they want to pretend that you know we we use something someone brought up that was good is we often use unarmed unarmed black men unarmed but who cares if if they were armed how many times are we looking at these videos of armed white men who have murdered who have hurt people mm -hmm. who are somehow still able to be brought in without being shot how many times it's we see it so yeah. many times yet yet we have to point out that the the black people who are being slain are unarmed as if that makes a difference because it's yeah. true that they have it there's just zero compassion they see it as a as 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 sport they see it as a chance it's almost as if they hear that this if the suspect is black they know they can go in guns blazing it's the same. It's the same idea that made two uh, an off-duty cop and his son drive down on a black man like it was hunting season. Like it, it really, it really shows. And so they do. They, I think you, you should. If we can make them go through so much before they can even grab a gun, you know it, that. And, and I don't want to hear any of of this. Like, well, what about this, 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 and this? Someone just showed a survey. Only forty-eight cops were killed last year and and half of those were accidents that happened on themselves so that means mm -hmm. 20 something cops are actually at risk out of the hundreds of thousands of police so with those odds i think you do you shouldn't have access to an m16 shouldn't have access and if you're this cavalier about calling in the national guard and other agencies then what the fuck do you need guns for if you're gonna if you're gonna call in over some peaceful protesters, you don't need guns. If you can't even because well, it's not what it's about, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just about saying, oh, well, we have people starting to band together across, you know, class and racial lines to actually identify a common thread, and it's us. So we're gonna have to put that down because we need our money. Oh yeah, and we need to keep expanding our police force. I mean, especially like when you think about L.A., the crime rate, and New York. I think crime rate's been gone down by seventy five percent since nineteen ninety two. Yeah, why do we need more cops? Like, what, what's the, I don't I don't even understand the logic path of that. Yeah. There's less crime, more cops, seventy five percent less since ninety two. But that's not what they're telling themselves. Yeah. Like we talked on that. Uh, we talked earlier and on that behind the bastards about that David Grossman guy who goes around training them to uh, think that they are their lives are like eight times more in danger. There's this thing that this like cop speak that. You hear, like, I even hear people, like, around me be like, well, I heard this from a cop. Like, cops love to act like they have this oh, yeah. inside track yeah. to some information, and it's always fucking 
bullshit. The people it's I know who are bullshit. I know two cops. They were shitty people in high school. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I don't I don't even fuck with them. I just remember like when Facebook was cracking and like that first couple years out of college, I'm like, oh shit, that dude's a cop. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's very it's very it's a well-known fact that people would join the police force with complexes and they plan to use them to lash out on citizens, but they're not going to lash out on every citizen. They're going to lash out on black citizens who they feel can't clap or back. Whoever at. their target I mean, it could just be women it's, it's, or Latinos yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah all, people of color in general, all kinds of you know. Uh Yeah. And and it's so obvious when two weeks ago we got to see the same quote unquote protest, but this time we got ARs are strapped around people and we're not met with the same level. We're not met. Yeah, There's no. too the, the the misinformation is so transparent and clear. We have videos of police trucks dropping off bricks. We have videos of people looting. When you pay attention to the video, they are not black. Yet you yet you have. People playing this video, reporters playing this video and saying Black Lives Matter when they isn't a black life on camera. It's 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 wild. It's like the fix is in, but it's not working. And now they're yeah. scrambling, which is why, which is why, you know, these CNNs and all this stuff, they're they're not going to make it through it either. Because you, you just see how quickly they lean to whichever side they feel like they lean to lean to to make the slant. It's just ridiculous. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right. And we're back. Uh, and yeah, Miles, you you brought uh, this story forward that I hadn't I hadn't read that, uh, but I I have read other stories like it that really underscore like that that it seems like we could be on the precipice of just all out chaos like a yeah like it's, virtual civil war we're on a knife's edge for sure yeah um and this story really you know um so what happened was there's a multiracial family uh and including like a couple there was a 16 year old daughter the like the mother of the husband in this couple and they were like in this town in i believe it's uh forks washington yeah so what is that is that where um twilight's from Oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, not important. <laughs> Might be where the the green room is from, also though. The so the yeah, Pacific Northwest. Is so they're scary. in Washington, uh, and this was happening in Clallam County, and they were they were these people were shopping for camping equipment. They're going on a camping trip. Then suddenly, when they come out of the store, they were quote accosted by seven or eight carloads of people in the grocery store parking lot. The people repeatedly asked if they were members of Antifa. And the way this outlet says an amorphous militant anti-fascist movement has become a bugaboo for some on the right. I, the second part I agree yeah. with. I don't know about whatever. Uh, and amorphous as well. And then so then the family said they're just there to camp. And they were like trying to move their car around these people and go to the campsite. And then they said a couple cars were following them. And they believed these people were armed following them. And when they got to the campsite, uh, these people basically they the, the, that were camping, this family... They heard gunshots and chainsaws, and they're like, "Okay, we got to get the fuck out of here." And they pack, they put their camping shit back together, tried to drive out, and these people had basically blocked the road by chopping down the trees to block their that car in, wild. to box them in. And then these like high school students came and like got them out and like moved the trees and helped escort them to the sheriff's office. 
But it's like, what the fuck? So this is what's happening is like you, people will see a multiracial family <laughs> with children. And the conclusion is that's Antifa who's trying to kill us. And we need guns because Antifa is here in the form of this multiracial family. That's what the people's perception is. And when you look, the story goes further back to be like, why the fuck did these people, what in the world gave them the idea that Antifa was going to be there? So there was a guy in a town over who said, basically did a post that said, you know, it's going to go down here in Sequim, Washington. Uh, he said, you may want to show your face to make sure this is a peaceful demonstration and to declare all lives matter. And then complete, like that basically got the whole like area of few towns all riled up off of this guy's Facebook post, this guy who owns a gun store. And then his next posts were like these mea culpa videos where he was kind of being like, because nothing happened. Like it was all bullshit. Um, and he was saying that, that he had asked people to protect them from Antifa infiltrators based on, quote, intel he had received. And then this is something he said in the video, quote, I was told uh, protesters were here. I was told Antifa's here and going to trash the town. I had this all this intel. And then basically then goes back and he said, I need people. To, this is the guy who started the first place that I need people to bring it down a notch, including me. I'm sorry. I got pretty jacked up about what's going on <laughs> in our country right now. That guy did have the wherewithal to be like, whoa, I, I, know, it's, I got it's at least articulate. That. I know it's so funny. And I will, you know, as much as I hate to, I will give credit for credit's due because it's so hard nowadays to get people to admit fault. But it really yeah. is, is like, yeah, this is the shit that gets people killed. And I wish that yeah. there was someone near who who can say that. Where it's like, bro, you, this is this is getting people killed. And I think we do need to like, we need to crack down on people doing that that stuff. Like we need to, you know, like the same way you got Trump saying when people looting, shooting. Like if we have, cool, we know people are going to be so afraid to move on Trump. But at the very least, when people are posting videos, we need to be banning these accounts. We need we yeah. need law enforcement. I mean, not like they're going to ever do shit for us, but we need some some type of someone to step in and do something. You know, it, it, and that's what's so funny is like when people are like, well, what are afraid of like law enforcement and they're like well you know who's gonna take care of this that and there where's law enforcement when a woman is sexually assaulted where's law enforcement in these cases where's law enforcement when people uh are trying to report stalkers and 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 online bullying which leads to that same person murdering them they're never they're never acting right. on it so that's why it's like you not they not out here trying to put their life at risk they out here trying to have a license to kill which is why we need to dismantle police bill of rights. We need to get rid of that. If you kill someone, if like, how the hell is it that if a doctor kills you or injures you trying to save your life, we can sue the shit out of them. But when someone is actively making an attempt on their life off of a bad judgment call, they get to walk free. Right. The, that on paper, just the math don't make sense. Yeah. Just, that's why I think more people can figure that out. And I think this story also underlines just how how important it is for people who have these kinds of like the capabilities to take life that they can actually see like what is actually going on because these people are just hopped up on a narrative of like Fox News and just saying Antifa is going to here to run our town out and that's it and everyone's prescribed that's the same thinking everyone's on and because everyone's looking at it one way that's why black people are treated as a monolith where all black people are a threat and it's the same the police are responding in the same way that's why the police system the, the system of policing as it is now does not work and that's why a lot of people are like 
we need more social workers. You know, a social worker can look at a, a, a black or brown kid in, in, in like in an inner city area and say, I understand why this kid is frustrated. I understand why they're actually in the streets because there's so little opportunity here that this is just the logical next step for them trying to survive. And then, but the police come and go, this kid's a fucking, oh shit, they're trying to fucking get me. Ah, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. The, we have to begin seeing things a little bit more clearly too because it just, we're jumping to conclusions all like left and right. Um, And yeah, just to, to the point about Facebook being used to, like Facebook has been, we've talked before on yeah. on this show about Facebook being used to cause genocide against uh, minority groups in other countries. Um, and more and more, like as our, uh, you know, institutions break down, like that is what's to separate us from those countries. There's not, we don't have the military leadership now. We, the, the commander in chief is not, is not going to stop it. In fact, he's going to encourage it. Like what is Facebook is not going to stop it. And it's a, it's a very, very dangerous tool that, uh, you know, like you said, we're, I really feel like the country's on a knife's edge right now. Yeah. I mean, that was just an image of someone like, I think the scarier ones aren't even, the images coming from these major towns, the scarier ones mm -hmm. to me are these images in the small town where you have these smaller group of protesters just trying to show solidarity. And there's one of someone just walking down like a neighborhood and there was just a group of these, you know, army cosplayers with army with guns right yeah. there. And then as you walk down and then you see the cops sitting there fine. It was like, you ain't going to go and tell these people like, hey, we're here. We don't need you to have your guns. Like, th that's the stuff where I'm like. Second Amendment, man. Second Amendment, man. It's like, I don't, it's like no. <laughs> it, it, and it's so funny. Yeah, they say in Second Amendment, National Guard coming in and they quiet as hell. And, yeah. it, and it really right. just. There's that meme yeah. of like the Sheba dog that, that yeah. goes around on the internet. Brolic as fuck. Yeah. Last week had the fucking tack vest on an AR-15. It's like, tell me I'm on lockdown. Yeah. And then like uh -huh. the next one, little puppy with like the MAGA hat. It's like, oh. It's 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 like they're clowns to, the to me. Now. They're like truly, truly, truly clowns to me because you really do see all that like chest puffing of like you you can't tell us to stay inside. And then within a week, like not even it ain't even been that long. Within a week, walking around telling people talking about some, well, you should have obeyed per curfew. <laughs> should have listened to the oppressive about? military police. What <laughs> like, the fuck what you the talking fuck? about? Weren't you just outside? Uh, That's because freedom. The freedom is not that that word well, is not it, well, used truly the same it, way for those people. What it is, and what's so wild to me, is it's so very clear that it is a group of people that believe, oh, laws don't apply. Rule these rules and laws aren't for me. They're for they're yeah. for them. That they're they're for for the black people. They're for the people of color. But for me, a white person, these laws aren't for me. I can do what I want. This is my country. I have freedom. Yeah. Oh, that's for them. And, and, and really, and it's and and at that point when you can't even catch yourself, and really, I want to be like, oh, it really is like these dorks don't even know what they're saying. You know, it's just like right. this tweet I saw of a Facebook post where someone was like, um, all jobs matter to someone's blue life pattern point. And they're like, well, all jobs aren't under attack right now. So why would you? And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, y'all are so, y'all just nah. really are that, 
dense. And yeah. it, and it is and it comes from a thing that I brought up before where it's like a lot of this inherent racism is also coming from a place of selfishness. You just refuse to see outside of yourself. You're seeing what's mm-hmm. affecting you because you can't feel the effects of racism. It just doesn't exist to you. Because yet yet a lot of these people hella Christian, but they need to be able to see and feel the racism in order to believe it's there. And it's not until it's someone they know, and it's not until it's someone they see, and it's not until someone or close to them gets hurt that they get to you know see that side it's the same way when a lot of uh a lot of women were like this is how old i was when i first was sexually assaulted or this is how old i was when i first was sexually harassed you had a lot of dudes being like oh this is serious then even though it's some shit that they've been talking about all the time you know it's it's the lack of of empathy that is so apparent i think right now that is kind of the most disheartening thing is like it's like some of y'all because there's so many times you just watch a Twitter conversation play out and then someone's like, oh, I get it. And it's like, it's just because you refuse <laughs> to have empathy. You you just, yeah. you saw another people and you had to make up excuses. And also a lot of these people are inherently afraid of conflict. But when you're a person of color and you were born, your life is conflict. That's, mm-hmm. that's all you know. But when you, right. when you, when you have, you have a privilege of avoiding conflict, you don't want r- racism to be real. You don't want to address these things. You don't want to live in this world where things are bad for some people. You don't want to live in the existence that maybe you have it better than others because you have the privilege of not knowing conflict. Whereas as soon as you walk about this earth as a person of color, you are in conflict. As soon as I walk in a room and based on the people Based on the way the people in the room are looking at me, I know whether I'm wanted there or not. Conflict. Mm-hmm. Based, if I go into a store, if I go into a restaurant, someone looks at me, my service, based on how I look, is there. Conflict. If I if I want a loan, I walk into a bank just based on how I dress. Conflict. The fact that I got to cut my hair if I want to get a certain job. Conflict. All my life is conflict. I can't do shit without having to worry about how I'm perceived by other people. That's conflict. But if you go about your life where you never have to think that, and then for once you have to worry about that. Oh yeah, you're gonna avoid that shit like the plague. You're gonna yeah. avoid that shit like COVID nineteen if you're not a dumbass. <laughs> well, but they are, so <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, just kind of going back to the original story about the truly terrifying, like right wing people eight cars full and then cutting down uh trees to like trap the people in, which is something I saw with people in Maine with something around COVID-19 and like right-wing people being like, you know, trapping people in by cutting down trees. Anyways, there just seems to be a concerted thing happening with right-wing people doing violence. Uh, The backlash to the uprising being horrifyingly violent uh, from the police and the mainstream media just actively ignoring it. I was watching the local news a uh, Newport Beach protest, like one of those small ones, 50 people, a dude drove through a crowd of protesters trying yeah. to hit them. And it was, and it was not no an accident. But they pulled a toddler out of the way at the very last second. It was like it's on video of this dude. And then they were like, oh, he must have been drunk or an accident. And then he was like, no, I was trying to kill them uh, because they're, you know, challenging my white supremacy, essentially. Uh, just a 50-something, you know, white dude in a Mini Cooper. Uh, there's there's that video of, you were talking about how high school students had to come in and, like, help that family out. Those high school students, like, trying to put up, 
you know, Black Lives Matter signs in Maryland. And that guy like looks like he's like in his fifties or sixties and like wearing that like midlife crisis biking gear. <laughs> oh, just Lance attacking Armstrong them. Yeah. yeah. Just attacking them with his bicycle and being like, Give me give me the tape. Uh like the literal the literal tape they were taping things up with. And like they're children. And yeah. he's he's like going after them. It's it's truly terrifying and people like be it seems like they are actively weaponizing the white supremacy of the mainstream media because they know that the mainstream media doesn't give a fuck when they commit crimes, or at least it's not a, it's not a viral sensation on the mainstream media. It, right. So we need like social media to, to publicize it. Yeah, it's true. And like, I think even, you know, the other thing I'm seeing too is I saw a video of this woman, I think in Newport, or Huntington Beach in, in Orange County, she was tearing down a George Floyd memorial because she said this was this was a setup by George Soros and Antifa, and that's straight up QAnon talk. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing I'm seeing is like this: some of these people they have looks in their eyes that isn't just like I'm a nasty racist. It, there are I I was actually kind of my breath was taken because. I've seen plenty of racist white women mixtapes before, but this this was particularly like she she really looked she believed that like Antifa and George Soros are trying to take her life and her business and that these are all distractions and like people she got doxxed and I saw like her Instagram page. She's like, ask me. I it's like I'm hashtag unemployed because of the hashtag pandemic and all this other stuff. And you're like, I see. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole other way that People, again, such a brilliant way to avoid the actual conversation about capitalism and white supremacy. Just go to QAnon, and the reason you don't have your job is because George Soros and Antifa planned the pandemic for you to lose your job, and that's why you're, that's why you're out, of, out of money. The deadliest civil war in human history, I believe, is a Chinese civil war fought when a cult rose up and thought, like, was supporting somebody who claimed he was, like, Jesus's brother, and... Like there's really like some cult vibes going on in this country right now. It's it's scary. Well, Q, and I think that's Q the thing is, is real. We say it like half flippantly that white supremacy is a death cult, but we're seeing it. You know what I mean? Like there are some people who look so scared by seeing even like other white people agree that black lives matter that they are yeah. starting to break because yeah. they're like, it didn't used to be like that. And you know what? I'm glad because it seems like a lot more white people felt it was okay to say that they're not racist. I don't know why that was a tough thing, but hey, mm. it, it's actually it's the it's the coolest take you could have right now. Just fuck racism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And I watched uh, The Help because it's trending uh, on, in the Netflix top 10. <laughs> oh uh, people were people were tweeting. They were like, get the fucking help out of the Netflix top 10. What are y'all doing? Right. So it just it just hit Netflix a couple weeks ago. So that's partially like why it was on people's minds. But also, I mean, it is it was the number one movie for a couple days, like at the peak of the George Floyd protests like that movies are never the number one thing on netflix but the help was the number one thing and 
So I watched it. I, I, I saw right away. I had seen it before when it first came out. and was... I saw it before when I said it was one of the best movies I'd ever seen. <laughs> uh, it's a masterpiece. Uh, right. No, it really gets so, you thinking. <laughs> yeah. So I saw it back when it came out. I remember like having a lot of these thoughts. But in this context, like you see right away why this movie's so popular at the moment. It's entirely shot through with like the thesis that racism is something that bad people actively go out of their way to do. And there are the good white people and the bad white people. And Emma Stone is the white savior who comes and gives the black maids the courage they need to tell their story. Um, and But there's like, just racism is so easy to deal with it's just right there and it's like on the surface just being mean and like it, there's nothing you you just have to like kind of punk this girl who's like a mean overt racist and everything is like good they snap out of again it. yeah basically I, mean, it, I think i get it man it's if you're a person who's experiencing some level of white guilt uh and don't want to go too deep the help will do that is no because look it's told again it's it's from the perspective of white people so great as the viewer like okay good okay i know yeah i'm in the driver's seat as a narrator here and it's about oh and look we're doing all right and i get that I, it, i'm sure that feels good to a certain extent but like it's just even funny when you even think about it like just the title already conveys the perspective of this entire film. yeah yeah it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek but it's if it was supposed to be tongue in cheek, it should have been told from the perspective of the the quote help. It should like movies don't need narrators. Like novels need narrators. They need right. uh, the person from who who's a, there observing the story. Movies don't unless it's a movie about a non-white person. Then white audiences just need a white person to like experience the story and like be there to observe it. It's it's wild. The the movies, the movies a fucking mess. Also, just like from a movie perspective, like the you know acting, the writing is really bad, and they're good actors involved in it. It's like a good cast, but the, it's just a kind of a fucking mess. And it really is like one of those things where you're like, oh, racism is like movie steroids. It's like it's like catnip for white Americans. This idea of like a white savior uh, coming in and you know, helping the black community in a, and it also like others, the racist South, like the racist past. It's like that everybody's smoking, but they like comment on that. People are playing bridge and like there. So there's like a lot of like anachronistic stuff thrown in to be like, this is back then. See, we've come a long way. Uh, And yeah, it's just one, a couple bad ladies and like some, racist like background like cops and bus drivers and everybody else like if you just treat the black people around you like human beings then you are like you've solved the problem that's basically it and also it's mostly it's but that's mostly to your done point, through right? feeding people poop. Go ahead. All of these things help further the narrative of we've solved the problem. Yes. They never yes. end with, and it continues to this day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, right. like that's what all those feel good movies that like black people are like, man, fuck that's, that's for yeah. white people to feel good about shit. It's not, that's not real because at the end it like, 
like it resolves like even the conflicts with characters who you're like, oh, that person's racist. You're like, oh, great, not racist anymore. Woo, I can breathe. Back to the world. Well, yeah, I think yeah. It, it, it. that's kind of the biggest um, issue with these movies is a lot of these racism movies make make racism a peer-to-peer issue and never an overarching structural systematic problem and it seems like if you can convert one racist then all of a sudden all the races are good and it's like no trust me i've converted a lot of races in my life and uh, (laughs) right (laughs) you know it's it is and it's bigger than that and and i think um even like when you have these like biopics of like martin luther king and mlk there's this feeling that like they beat it at the end you know it's a very weird thing even if it even though the movie ends in their assassination you know uh and that's i think that's the problem is like in media it's hard to it's hard to capture that and i think the closest we've gotten to capture it with even with some of its problems is black Klansmen because it ends and it has that kind of like hokey oh we did it and then it yeah. immediately shows you footage from not too long ago of charleston and what went down so we did this period piece that that takes place in time and you're like and, and it it has ends in a feel-good way and then spike because he spike reminds you oh no this is still going on by the way all this shit we were yeah. fighting and it's and it's almost done beautifully because all of the things they were saying and all the talking points throughout the movie are even shown within the clips that's like yeah no yeah. this is years ago and they're still talking like this and still getting away with it right well that's the genius of a lot of the media too is like it's meant to sort of extinguish the flames of outrage that burn within us sometimes yeah. you know because oh, yeah. if the help ended with you being like yeah, and like, uh, unfortunately, like her family couldn't get on there. Like, if it, if it ended with some real sober take, people would walk out of that movie and be like, "Oh my god, that's really fucked up." Yeah, right. You know, but movies aren't meant to make people uncomfortable, so it would rather than be like, "And it was all solved," even though even though Martin Luther King was assassinated. Yeah, you walk out yeah. of that movie being like, "Ha ha, maybe I do have a dream." It's like, yeah. well, I don't know if you really saw what the fuck happened. Yeah, this guy was going up against it and got snuffed out. Yeah. So Speaking wild. of Spike is... Lee, the when Do the Right Thing came out, the end when uh, Mookie throws the trash can through the window, a lot of critics were like, "What? Why would he do that? Like that doesn't make right. any sense. He didn't need to do that." And then, <laughs> and Spike Lee was like, "This, this is representative of something that is coming. There is an anger, and people were like, "We, I don't, I think it's overrated." And then the LA riots happened like a month later. Yeah, and it was I mean, like, yeah, that's why I was thinking. Even though you know we are so burnt out of reboots, a do the right thing reboot would hit right now. Uh, yeah. And I even got the title. I call it "To the Right Thing." Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> but or just uh, go rewatch that movie. It's a fucking masterpiece. I know. Like, I, but I mean, he's so out weird. here trying to remake movies anyway. So yeah, right. So hell, remake that. That would be. That would. I'd love to see that because yeah, it, it's it's uh, it, it's it's bubbling up and it, something's bubbling and it's so funny because it's bubbling. I as someone who was at a protest, as someone who was, you know, there. It seems like you know we're getting all like worked up, but in the end, it's like no, it's it, it's it's definitely the other side trying to push it. They're trying to get there. They're trying to garner, and that's the experience of being you know black. And that's why I tend to be a non-confrontational a lot because like 
my dad always growing up, he was like, don't get angry. Don't get angry. Don't get angry. Because, you know, you have this sense of justice, especially if you grew up as a nerd. You have this like undue sense of justice. You think that, you know, you you almost buy into the propaganda that, you know, bad people will be taken care of. And really, that's not the real world. And so um, I would just get angry. My dad's like, don't get angry because people will make you angry and use it against you. People will make you angry. And that's what you're seeing right now is the reason these cops are trying to hit us and all this is because they know. If something if something uh, happens where if we attack these cops, if we lash out, they're going to use it against us to try and justify it, which is why they had these. I'm, I'm just going to go out and say it. It's not tinfoil hat. It's the setup. They they had actors in the protests who were starting shit. And you have people who were on the ground at these protests who were like, oh, yeah, we weren't there. They literally planted a cop car in L.A. They planted it. I don't give a fuck. It's not a conspiracy theory. Everyone who was there, you can't, you can't try and plant something in Hollywood. We, we, we know set decoration. We know, <laughs> you know, so when you, when you have this like old ass cop car there with spray paint on it and a cab, yeah. and then unfortunately this is still LA. So, you know, people are using it for a goddamn photo shoot. So then when those pictures come out, it looks like they did it, you know, mm-hmm. but, but like it was set there, you know, and it's yeah. a, and it's pathetic. And that's 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 why it's like you resist the urge of trying to get that perfect shot for the gram because the these are all setups, the bricks yeah. being laid out the you know, and then, of course, you have opportunists. I could have told you I could have told I could have told you months ago that if you had a protest happening on Fairfax, those dumbass kids were going to kick in oh. the windows and try yeah, and yeah. snatch it. They, they were kicking in windows and snatching shit at cool kids before this. You didn't think they were going to use this opportunity to loot those stores get out of here. And I, I remember the homie had the, the, the video out of his window. He lived on Fairfax and everybody I saw running with a box was white. I saw not a single black person. I'm sure there was some because yeah. when opportunity strikes, you but still got way. I mean, I think when we get bogged down and trying to even like parse through like who the good looters are, yeah. the bad looters are, we've completely taken the conversation away from what we're, we're like, look, the looting yeah. is going to happen. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. But there's too many broke people and, and people are fed a diet of images that say you need to own this, this and this mm-hmm. to be happy or to look good. Yeah. And guess what? If you don't have any money and a fucking $700 box logo Supreme hoodie is out of your reach, you're damn right. You're going to fucking break in there because society told you you're not shit if you don't own that stuff. So guess what? They're taking from me. Well, now I'm taking from them. Bet. And that's how it works. And, exactly. I, and so that's why, like, the, the conversation always has to come back to. Like, and this is the tool, another tool of like this whole white supremacy tool book is like, we have to keep talking about this issue. And it, it's, it's so clear. And like you're saying, like, especially for black people, like the whole thing is set up for, to provoke us, to prove that we are the de- animalistic depiction that they have painted of us. That's all. They just need that confirmation bias fulfilled. So yeah. everything's about provocation and whether if it's me at a private high school and the and the dean taking me out of class to tell me my haircut's too weird or some shit like that. I'm trying to get it's all to fucking get you to act a certain way and act out and then be like, yeah, see, and that's why I got to that's why I got to suspend them. Mm-hmm. It's all like and it's all this game, and I think that's what hopefully people can see that because yeah, it's a lot of stuff out there that's just trying to further people's confirmation biases about what outrage looks like, what a, a person of color looks like, what people look like when they're mad what mad people even look like they're trying a lot but it's it's clear like in the most peaceful things i've seen it's really heartening to see all these allies come out here or even in like boise idaho all the all of these like why that, i don't expect that but wow 
okay, something's happened, something's going on. Yeah. But that's the thing. I think we're still trying to figure out, okay, there's some what's what's going to be the best way to to move this forward. And that's why on the show last week we were kind of being like these movements like, you know, the eight can't wait stuff. That's too incremental for right now. I think these were things people have been asking for already for decades that now it looks like we have enough public momentum that we can solve problems rather than doing these sort of band-aid fixes that help, you know, skirt the real issues, which are talking about real police brutality and, and white supremacy within that. Straight up. Miles, is Space Force good? Yeah. And that's it. Cool. Uh, no. Okay. So space, <laughs> yeah. Pivot to space force really quick. So I watched space force, the Greg Daniels, uh, Steve Carell vehicle for space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't mind it. There yeah. was a lot yeah. of people who hated it. Uh, look, I, I told people from the beginning, I'm in, I'm in an airplane right now. <laughs> Everything that is on my screen. I like, cause yeah. I'm in an airplane. Yeah. Straight. So even this, I was like, when Tani came on, I said, "Look at her edges are fucking late." You know they, you know they have they they took care of her. That My first like thought, and I was like, "Thank you, yes." Mm-hmm. And then I got taken out in a scene where like Ben Schwartz was like taken off by military goons for trying to tweet something, and like that brought me back into the real world. Oh my gosh! And there are moments that I felt really uncomfortable because like there are these sort of these characters that are representing like these branches of the military and how like flippant they talk about like invading countries or like blaming something for another thing. I'm like. Oh, it's, I got one it, for you. Yeah, there's like a tonal thing, though, too, that I realized that might be fucking with me is that it, it's kind of it, it bugs me when I see the old kind of humor of like, like just calling out that we know it's bad. Yeah. Right. And it ends there. And the joke's like, and, and we showed you we knew it's bad because that's mm-hmm. the, that guy's stupid. And we laugh. Yeah. And that actually I was like, I was starting to get really pissed, not even in the directly in the context of Space Force, but even other things I've watched throughout the week of like in comedy, especially of just leaving it as like, we're smart enough to see the problem rather than using the humor to fucking eviscerate the stupid idea and actually get somebody to really use humor to make your point. Because when you just go that, then everyone goes, oh yeah, that's right. Our military does just sort of like unilaterally invade other countries without any kind of support from other nations. Or yeah, we do like just seize private citizens because, you know, the government doesn't want a secret. Ha ha ha. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I felt that is on Who Shot You. We've been going through the Fast and Furious franchise and the way, like like there's a scene in the uh, the reboot, Fast, well, quote unquote reboot, the, the, the I think that's the fourth movie, Fast and Furious, where he's trying to get, you know, this race with the guy and he like, the SWAT team raids his house and then plants drugs on him. And it's supposed to be like a, ah, yeah, got him. Gotcha. Because be, and, and it was all because, and what was funny is just even taking the further step back, it was all because he lost the race and he clowned him and he was like, hey, nothing's going to beat American muscle. And luckily, you know, the character was white. So it's still like, it, it, it was still, but it was like the cavalierness of like, yeah, we're just going to, to further our uh, need to get in on this, we're going to, falsely accuse this person of drug dealings plant the drugs and 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 then it even goes even further to me when they're like you know it's not gonna stick right he was like i don't need it to because it's like oh yeah then it made me realize yeah this character's white he's gonna get off on this because if this is a black guy it definitely would stick you know it, right. it just it, it's it's one of those things and i couldn't get to the newer movies fast enough when they're no longer 
cops, you know, or working right. for so cops, and they're more cops, so right. just secret yeah. agents, and it's in a fantasy and another world. global police. Yeah, yeah, force. yeah, yeah. They're just they're just <laughs> in a fantasy world. We don't have to work. No right. like, longer tethered to anything resembling. Yeah, because he's straight up. What right. makes it suck is like he's LAPD, you know. So right. so like it's like oh right. fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but know? I mean, I don't think any of us are out here capable for LAPD yeah. to begin with. Anyway, so, <laughs> so it's like mm. oh my gosh. Yeah, but I think that's the thing I'm realizing too is like just to that tweet from Siobhan Thompson about how, just how much media informs just how it's like, the, it really is the greatest marketing. It's the greatest marketing for our military. Like I've not, it's only a few movies where you're like, Oh, that's an interesting look at how police like work and even how they see themselves like interacting yeah. with the thing. Cause it always just, it always basically helps set up the binary of cop. Good. Whoever cop is against is bad. It doesn't yeah. matter because the cop is always good. And I think that, People are starting that that sort of uh, perception of how the police operate is starting to erode again because that old man, dude, they yeah. shoved that old man dude. down a buffalo when bleeding you see out his of his head ears? leaking, bro. That was too much, unbelievable. So this, and, the and, things that you're seeing and the cynic way I look at it is like, well, hopefully they'll understand now that it's a white guy. You know, like hopefully they'll yeah. understand how fucked up this is because yeah. now you can't just now now you can look at that and see your uncle Tommy. You know, like, right. like, because that's what it takes for some people. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's wild. I, but you know, I, I, you know me, I'm a, just a, a optimist to my core. So I'm liking the things like, uh, NYPD officers resigning left and right. Uh, you know, we did get the officers charged, but the battle isn't done. And that, and I think that's what they're not ready for. They, the they, they're like, done. they're like, yo, we about Yo-oh. to, we, we, we look, we arrested them. It was like, cool. Because y'all forgot about Breonna Taylor. You know, Ahmaud Arbery, uh, the new person who was just killed by the NYPD. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, yo, it's, it's, it's getting, it's going to get yo, lit. We ain't done. They, they, just, yeah, like, because a lot of people were out here, we're ready to read fucking Arya Stark's fucking list. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Go through done. there. Because, I cannot like, wait till we this get this just, motherfucker Garcetti out. Your dad was a cop, bro. You yeah, ain't exactly. fooling nobody. Fuck kill, too. Oh uh, if he, it's been a pleasure having you, man. Where can people uh, find you, follow you, hear you, see you? Oh, you know me. It's uh, it's Ify Wadiway, Twitter and Instagram. If D's on Twitch, um, yeah, you you you'll catch me in Super Punch Monday through Friday, uh, live on Twitch at night. We've been raising money for the NAACP fund, uh, the Legal Defense Fund. So uh, you know, uh, you, it's gonna be done by the time <laughs> you hear this. So you can't. But I, on your own right, donate. Uh, and uh, you know I'm retweeting all types of uh, you know donations. I'm even for for my horny dogs out here. I got a lot of homegirls who've been like, "Look, donate some money, show oh, proof, yeah. and I'm gonna show you, you the titties." So look, it's, I know it's deep in the teen. Uh, so so look, I'm hel- yeah. I'm even helping the simps out. Let's go. Mm. Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media? Oh you yeah, you, you know there is. This one uh, is by the homie Yay for Zig. Uh, he did this tweet that cracked me the fuck up, which was, uh, it's a tweet of um, King Batch. I will say, coming from a good place, he's trying to, you know, get the word out, <laughs> trying to trying to be a, an ally. It's him, like, covered in the names of people who were killed by the, by the cops. And, and he's, like, saying something. I still haven't watched the video because Zig's tweet, took me out he retweeted and he goes look his heart is in the right place and we all dealing with this trauma in our own way 
But every black person that sees this is still going to say this nigga look like a Chipotle bag. And I'm going to laugh every single time they do. And uh, he does look like a Chipotle bag in this video uh, <laughs> where he has uh, people's names written all over him. Uh, I'll put it in the chat so Miles can uh, in- enjoy as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, th- th- that's a good tweet. And Zig has been doing uh, also good retweets and all that stuff. Yeah, too. Zig's the best. Miles, where can people find you and follow you? <laughs> oh, my. okay. My yeah, he really. <laughs> it's definitely a Chipotle time <laughs> with that. It's unfortunate. But uh, uh, yes, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Gray. Also, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, talking about 90 Day Fiance. With Sophia Alexandra and her co-host of her other podcast, Private Parts Unknown, Courtney Kosak. She's, uh, I think, another one of those comedians out there who's swapping uh, donations for nudes. Um, so we got, let's see, a tweet that I like. So this tweet is from at Chris Love BCT, and they write, A cab in Finnish is K-pop, and I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's all coming together. That's yeah, like I mean... Those man, K-pop Twitter. Even though y'all are some nasty doxing people who go way too far sometimes, it's just so weird. The like, there's there's that other tweet that was basically like the Avengers that have formed on the <laughs> internet of like these people coming together like to to yeah. show up for George Floyd and everybody else. Like it's really uh, something else. Oh, actually, earlier I was talking about Ben and Jerry's because they basically posted just said we must dismantle white supremacy and if you go to their website they have a very well I, I'm i like bravo to you for actually like writing something like this uh, and then in res- like that tweet blew up a lot of people like well I'm never buying Ben and Jerry's yeah, good go uh, so then there's at angel teeth and I think it's at angel teeth but it's spelled T333TH it says every other basic response we stand with our black employees smiley face emoji Ben and Jerry's we gotta fucking smash white supremacy. Fuck the KKK and fuck you. Black Lives Matter. Our new flavor is called Fuck the Police. It's got blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> it's got blueberries. Uh, let's see. At Fart tweeted, when someone has the word sarcasm or snark in the bio, they are less likely to understand actual jokes. This is one of the great mysteries of the computer. Um, and Sujata Day tweeted studio executive once told me her all-white staff was diverse because of their quote diversity of thought and uh somebody retweeted that and said that bill simmons told them that so oh shout out to bill simmons well done you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we going to ride into this week on today? Uh, I mean, all of us are stuck you know, on our own in a house in L.A., so I'm, we might as well do that track by Jungle House in L.A. Ooh. Uh, I love that song. It's like I was watching it again for some, like, I don't know, some video game company was doing a rendering of like their photorealistic like GTA 5 uprezzing and it had this song under it and I was like, oh, this I, this song actually goes. And it has great, the vocals on it are great because the falsetto of the lead singer I really love. 
plus like the really kind of slow methodical instrumental behind it it's like i i don't know it just it's like feel good but also helps you feel a little bit so you can kind of listen to this song and take it wherever you need to so one, two, three. all right we are gonna ride out on that we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we will talk to you then bye, bye. later